Hi everybody, I'm Deacon Dave. A layperson Lisa. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Deacon, Deacon Dave and Layperson Lisa, Lisa show. show. So Lisa, we are continuing on with the identity book and we've actually uh, on episode 4, page 29 of chapter 1. Actually made it to chapter 1, the Jesus the image of God. And so I think one of the important things they're trying to note here Lisa is that at Caesarea Philippi, which we talked about in the last um, episode, you know, Jesus does not ask them how he's doing or how he's performing. He asks them, who do you say that I am? Okay. And what's amazing is not even those who were really close to them truly knew who he was. Except Peter, who had the Holy Spirit reveal it to him. Exactly. And I think that's an important point, right? That it's the Spirit of God um, that reveals to us. Um, who Jesus really is. And who we are. Yes, in our in our own lives. When we're open to that. Right. And, and then the book goes on to talk about um, the fact that the letter to the Hebrews highlights four dimensions of the actual identity of Christ. And so the author goes through these. Lisa, you want to share that? So he is the fullness of prophetic revelation, the full word of God spoken by the Father. So this is... Like the Old Testament and the New Testament coming together, is that? Yeah, I mean, he he is uh, the yeah the revelation of everything that was in the Old Testament. Okay, yes, right. He is the Son of God. He has a name above that of all the angels, and he is Lord and God. Yeah, so Jesus is actually responsible, but for both creating and sustaining our existence and the existence of everything. In the universe, so everything kind of works through from the Father through Jesus. It's like John one, chapter one. Exactly. Yeah. In the beginning was God, and God, and, and in the beginning was the Word. Was the Word, and the Word, the word was God, God, and the Word, word was, was with God. God. You know, all things came to be through Him. Uh-huh. Right. So uh-huh. that's exactly what that is, Lisa. So I want to go back. So I was reading something on um, prophecy the other day when uh-huh. I was up at the Poor Clares. I uh-huh. found a book, and it talks about prophecy. And we, we, of course, you know, that's like the voice of God. And often we think of prophecy as um, saying something about the future, right? But in this book, it actually said that prophecy is also speaking the truth to someone that draws them closer to Jesus. Right. And I'm like, well, if that's the case, there's a lot of prophesying going on, right, Um, that we do in our everyday lives when we are actually sharing the truth of God with people. And it's drawing them into deeper relationships. So it really, you know, I always, always felt like prophecy was like this far off thing. And and so to read that definition yesterday or the day before yesterday was kind of revealing. It sounds like you already knew that. Yeah, you should have known that from encounter. Well, we're not because... all as smart as you are or nor, or nor can we or can we retain everything. So I thought it was a new prophetic revelation for me, but apparently it wasn't. But that's okay. Some of us need to be taught over and over again in order to to gather this material uh, yeah, into kinda, the barn so that we can... I feel sorry for people like that. Uh, well, like myself. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, I need to hear things a hundred times. So, anyway. So the author also says that there's a similar okay description, which you can look up in the first chapter of Colossians, verses 15 
through 20. But I did. I just, I, I just, I guess for whatever reason, it really struck me. Well, that's funny because sometimes you tell me things a hundred times and then when I hear it like phrased a different way, I'm like, oh my gosh, did you know this? And you're like, yes, that's what I've been telling you. Right. But like prophecy is like when we ask God to reveal his love for another person and then sometimes we receive words for that person to uplift and encourage them. Right. And so it's very, very powerful i think in yeah. that way and the other point important point here is that he is the son of god right yes incarnate uh through the virgin mary uh he is actually the fullness of what it means to be human as while at the same time being fully god and i think if we're going to know lisa there's a word for that what is it fully human fully divine yeah i recently heard it and now i don't remember it so i think to finish my thought that if we are really going to know who we are, not only do we have to understand God's divinity, right? We need to understand the fullness of his humanity because he shows us what it means to be fully human. And to be fully human reveals to us authentically who we are and who we're called to be. Whose we are. Yeah, and whose we are. So I think all of this is really very important. So what is a, what's a takeaway question that, that you might have? for our class and listeners is well okay are you ready no go ahead so here's the assignment go and read the nicene creed that prayer that we pray at every mass and i want you to pay particular attention to the jesus section we'll call it right because it talks about the father and the son and the holy spirit so go back and really spend some time and 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 reflect on that and everything that's being said in there, because it, it really does talk about the fact that that Jesus was has always been there. Yeah, right? he's, he's eternally begotten from the Father. Consubstantial. Right, like you said about um, John chapter one. Yeah, this is all um, the Trinity has always been a Trinity. Yes. Yeah, so it's good stuff. So check that out. I'm Deacon Dave. I'm Chris and Lisa. Hey, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.